You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. numerous definitions of spirit. I only want to give you a few meanings of spirit. Number one, spirit connotes a demon or an evil presence. You can't see a demon, but you can feel the presence of an evil spirit. You can't see a demon, but a demon will speak and you'll know in your human spirit that something evil is talking to you. A demon will tell you that which is in contrast to the written and revealed will of God. A demon will tell you that you're not going to receive what God has promised you. You won't even, you won't, again, you won't see the spirit, but that spirit will speak to you. Now, often if a person is demon possessed, the demon will use the person to speak to you. Uh, a demon will use a professional to speak to you. Use a preacher to speak to you. Use a relative to speak to you. Even use your own spouse. Paul so knew how the enemy would use people to where he told the church to give no place to the devil or demons. The devil or demons are not to be toyed with. A spirit also represents a person's emotional state or mood. You know, uh, some of us have been told by others when we were not having what we would call a good day, you show in a bad mood. But in contrast, when we were having a good day, same person would say, you must be having a good day. You're in a good 
moved. Because some folks are actually controlled by circumstances or situations. If everything is well, they're happy. If everything is going bad, they're miserable. As children of God, we should not be controlled by our circumstances. Is that right? But a spirit can be an emotional state or a mood. But a spirit can also be behavioral tendencies. Especially attitude in reference to your behavior. Lord, you got a bad attitude about such and such. Say that your spirit is not the way it needs to be. Then in contrast, man, I like your attitude. You ready to go for it. Says about you that your spirit is in the place that it needs to be. Is in the place that it needs to be. We have to understand as Christians, the origins of spirits, whether the spirit is good, evil, uh, up, down, crazy, or however you may describe the spirit. We, we need to identify the origin of the spirit. Let me give you some biblical examples. Let's go to the book of uh, John, the 8th chapter. The book of John, the 8th chapter. Now notice what uh, Jesus said to some folks that initially were, were accepting his word. I said initially they were accepting his word. But, but now the conversation is, is changing. And so Jesus asked people here in John 8.43, why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word they they had got to the point to where they just stopped heeding what he was saying stop agreeing with it and then jesus discerned what was happening and so this is what he told them in uh the 44th verse you are of your father help me and the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaks he speaks a lie he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it so he recognized that their attitude or their spirit that was in contrast 
to his word was the devil. He recognized that it was an evil spirit. Now understand, initially, when you go back uh, to the 31st and 32nd verse and following, they were agreeing with Jesus. But then it turned the more he started giving them the word. You, you'll be amazed. You, you can talk to folk about the word, but the deeper you go in the word, the more they, the more they will reveal who they truly are. How many understand? And that's what happened here in the text. But as children of God, we have to discern spirits. We have to know. Amen? Can we go further? Let's go to uh book of Numbers, chapter 14. Book of Numbers, chapter 14. And this is what the Lord said about Caleb in Numbers 14. And I'm going to start at verse 20, 20. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness these ten times and have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. And you can notice that their attitude was that they just didn't believe God, didn't trust him, so they rejected him. They had a bad spirit. But then in verse 24, the Lord said, But my servant, Caleb, He has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully. He was the opposite of the others. I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit Now, they belong to the same congregation, but there were different spirits in the congregation. Some spirits in the congregation were anti-God or rejected what God was saying, but Caleb accepted what God was saying. And so we have to understand that everybody in a church has a choice. You can either receive or reject what does says God. I choose to receive it. You? And something that the Lord puts forth, you have to put your flesh under subjection in order to receive it. Because it's bigger than you. 
And so you have to accept it and walk in it by faith. But when you accept what God is saying and walk in it by faith, the manifestation will start to take place. And you have to discern that too. You hear me? You have to discern that too. But he had a different spirit. Different spirit in the text uh, connotes the right spirit. A just spirit. Or uh, the spirit of God. That's what we have to have. The right spirit. A just spirit. Or uh, the spirit of God. So, go, so when God looks at us, he, he sees that we are different from what's popular. Because, see, the popular folk in the text are the majority. They had the wrong spirit, but Caleb had the right spirit. How I many are still listening? Now, what is the spirit that we need in the church? You're right, the right spirit, but let me show you specifically. Go to John 16. Y'all stay with me. John 16 and uh, verse 13. How many of that? John 16 and 13. I have when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to what? Come. The spirit of truth is going to tell you about the present and the future. There are other spirits they try to do what the spirit of truth was sent to do on earth. There are folk on television that will tell you what to expect. And often what they tell you to expect is in contrast to the spirit of truth. There are folk in various professions that will tell you what to expect in reference to your future. And often what they say may or is in contrast to what the spirit of truth is saying. But see, you have to discern that. That's the reason you, you can't be quick about accepting what people say. You can't be quick to accept what people are saying. You, you have to be in tune to the spirit of truth. Because God can be telling you he's going to do it, but then you, you can run into somebody that, that's telling you something in contrast, and you accept it. Simply because the person may be a professional. 
But see, let every man, including the preacher man, be a liar and let God be true. See, everything has to be based upon the word. Why? Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall, but not God's word. You can never be too quick or you should never be too quick to agree with folk that certain things are the case or certain things are going to take place. You should have in your mindset that God always has the final say. Why is that? Because he's the author and the finisher. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He is the end. That means God is going to conclude everything. And spirits are real. And so you have to know, is this... This person, is this a demon or is it God? And again, when it comes to the church, the church is to follow what Jesus deemed the spirit of truth. Why? He going to guide you into all truth. Why is that so important? Truth has creative power. John 8, 31 and 32 says the truth shall make you free. See, some folk put it now set. It's a difference between set and make. When he makes you free, again, it talks about his creative power. God has the power to change what man cannot change. God has the power to change what money can't change. God has the power to change what you can't change. God has the power to change what medicine can't change. God has the power to change what the governor can't change. God has the power to change what the president can't change. God has the power to change what the preacher can't change. God has creative power. God is so powerful to where in the beginning he just said, let there be. And whatever he said, it manifested. Has he lost that power? If he has lost that power, Malachi 3 and 6 is wrong. We say it's God changes not. If he has lost that power, that means we should accept everything man has to say. If he has lost that power, that means we should be led by common sense. But if he has not lost that power, if, he's, if he meant what he said and he said what he meant, if his word is true, that means we need to follow the spirit of truth. Doesn't matter how it looks because we done been told up front not to walk by sight, but to live by faith. He will guide you into all truth. And he's going to show you what? Things to come. Walk, I'm getting ready to bless you. But, but, but Lord, these folk just said there's no way I can have. Look, I'm getting ready to bless you. I'm getting ready to make it happen. And when the Spirit of God tell you He's getting ready to make something happen, you better get ready. You better get ready. But you can't be to the point to where you can't discern. 
Because see, some of us ain't discerning because, because some of us say, I'm just waiting on the supernatural. You behind. Supernatural already happened. Talking about you waiting. This already happened. It may not be done dropped fully on you, but it's already taking place. God already doing what eyes have not seen. Eels have not heard. But if you're not discerning, you'll get up talking what you ain't got no business talking. We just waiting. No, I ain't waiting. It's already happening. I'm expecting now. I'm expecting him to start covering folk. It may have started on the right. But he going to keep going until he get in the milk. The left. Everybody up front. Then everybody in the back. He going to keep doing it. To those that believe. And discern. That what he promised is taking place. And that's the reason he has to do it. Because it's a promise. And 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says. All of the promises of God in him are. Amen means so be it. That means when God decrees a thing. Directly or indirectly. He puts an amen on it. Let it happen. Let it start manifesting. Let it start at the head and let it begin to flow. Let it start in the north, but don't let it stop in the north. Let it start in the north, south, east, and west, and then let it spread seven ways. But you have to be able to discern spirits. You have to know when the Spirit of God is talking. You have to know that when the Spirit of God is speaking, that God is going to do everything He said. Despite what you say. Paul so knew it to where he told the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 4 and 8 thing, the things that you say are just temporary. They're not going to last. I know you're hurting right now, but it's not going to last. I know you don't have all that you desire right now, but it's not going to last. I know you're looking at a bad report right now, but it's not going to last. I am God and I'm going to show up and show out. Sarah was looking at her history. She had looked at how many times she thought she had got pregnant and she ended up not being pregnant and then finally concluded that she was barren. Couldn't have a child. But then God showed up to where when she had got old and had passed. Naturally speaking, the time of being able to have a child. But when God tells you that something is going to happen, it does not matter that the deadline has passed. God is in charge of the deadline. God can, can cause the deadline to get back. 
And so he showed up and said, knowing that everything in her was dead, he said, you still don't have a child even though everything is dead on the inside of you. How can this be? Because I am the resurrection and the life. God said it, put his amen on it, and nine months later, Isaac came forth. Say to your neighbor, you got to discern the spirit. And when God tells you something, that's when you need to start shouting. That's when you need to start dancing. That's when you need to start turning in victory. That's when you need to start leaping for joy. Because if God said it, He's going to bring that thing to pass. Just don't allow your doubt to get in the way. Don't allow your fear to get in the way. Don't allow your frustration to get in the way. Because sometimes you can allow a spirit to get in the way. It's the reason Paul in 2 Timothy 1 and 7 had to let Timothy know, look, there are certain spirits that you have to know that God didn't give the church. Pastor Timothy, they're coming to the church. They're going to attack the members. But you have to let the members know when these spirits come. That that spirit is not of God. Paul could have told Timothy about a number of spirits that were not connected with God. But he wanted to tell Timothy about a spirit that was prevalent in the first century church. A spirit that was prevalent back then and is prevalent now. That spirit being the spirit of fear. Because there are some folk that actually live in fear. You'll be surprised of folks that if they be honest, they don't know the last time they had A full day of just being happy. See, the spirit of fear produces depression. Anxiety. Distrust. Negativity. Pessimism. Spirit of fear is prevalent. The, the main thing that the spirit of fear causes a person to do that fights the will of God 
is to call that person to doubt. The spirit of fear is there for doubt. The written and revealed will of God. See, see, fear causes people to focus on the present instead of the promise. Causes folks to focus on man's knowledge rather than the revelation of God. Causes people to focus on what they can do instead of the supernatural ability of God. The spirit of fear. And so he said to Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear. When you hear him talking doubt, when you hear him acting as if they are afraid to step out on the wheel of God, that's not the spirit of God. When, when, when there's never joy in the church, when, when sister so-and-so is always depressed, always talking negative, let her know that's not the spirit of God. When elder so-and-so always is talking doubt when he gets the microphone, let him know either he needs to shut up or get that thing right. Because that's not the spirit of God. You have to be careful preachers. Because what you minister, it actually gets on folk. And can cause them to receive a different spirit. Ooh, I better pause and show you that real quick. Let's go to the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, I believe. Lord have mercy. Y'all stick with me. I'm almost done. Consider 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We'll start at verse 3. This is what Paul said to the Corinthians. But I fear 2 Corinthians 11. Verse 3, but I feel that somehow as the serpent deceived Eve, and Eve was flawless. She was actually perfect. But Satan still got to her. And folk got the nerve to say Satan ain't got no power. Hmm. But anyway, but I feel that somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. So your minds may be Corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. See, it's simple. And sometimes it be so simple for me to, I got to do more than that. No. God said to do such and such, and he going to bless you. But you mean I ain't going to have to do nothing but that? That's it. Verse 4. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus... Whom we have not preached. Or if you receive, oh Lord, a different spirit which you have not 
receive. Or different gospel which you have not accepted. You may well put up with it. See, we are free moral agents. You can receive a spirit that's not of God. Now notice who he was talking to. The church. He wasn't talking to some of us. He was talking to the church. I know what pastor said, but look, you, you need to know if pastor was saying it under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And was it in line with the will of God or the word of God? Discern. I want you to discern. Preachers, we can't preach stuff that's not right. Or that we think that's our opinion. No, it has to be line upon line. Precept upon precept. We have to rightly divide the word. Because the word is what we ought to live by. Come here, Matthew 4 and 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's the reason I have to discern what God is saying. I can't allow my flesh to interfere with what does says the written and revealed will of God. So back to 2 Timothy 1 and 7, Paul wanted him to know God did not give us the spirit of fear. Now, will you naturally be afraid of things? Yes. That's your humanity. But for you to doubt God's word because of what you see, that's a spirit. That's demonic. That's not of God. Time to pray. Because fear will cause you to faint or lose heart. And Jesus said in Luke 18 and 1 that we ought to always pray and not lose heart or faint. I can't get weak when I'm expecting a miracle. I can't get weak when I need God to open up the windows of heaven, pour me out a blessing I ain't got room to receive. I can't start to doubt when I need God to do what my eyes have not seen. He has not given us the spirit of fear. That spirit did not come from God. How you doing? I'm okay. What you mean you're okay? Well, I'm just okay. And, and see, often when folks say, I'm just okay. It's with a negative connotation. See, you have to learn to make yourself happy. See, if, if a demon can, can cause you to be sad, 
That spirit, no, I done done my job. Because see, if the spirit of fear comes, spirit of fear going to try to put a certain spirit on you. You start out fearful and, and, you, and, you, and you start to doubt. You start to get troubled. You start to become perplexed in your mind. You allow confusion to get in your being. And so the, and so the spirit steps back and say, I got her. I'm going to come back and check on her though. And make sure it's still working because I got to go and get somebody else. Because see, the spirit of fear knows I can't possess her because she has the Holy Spirit. She is a child of the Most High God. But I can attack her spirit. Attack her mind. I can make her think a certain way. And if he can get you to stay depressed, if he can get you to keep saying that it ain't going to happen, or he can get you worried about God not doing what he promised, he got you. The spirit of fear has done its job. I ain't going to lie to you. Spirit of fear back in the day did a number on me. Not just one time, many times. Be days I be just down. Days I didn't want to do nothing. Beautiful outside, didn't want to do nothing. Not because I'm trying to rest my body. Depressed. And had the Holy Ghost. Spirit filled. But depressed. And, and, and see, fault would try to make you feel like it's okay. But it's not okay. It's not okay for you to allow something that God didn't give you to control your behavior. To control your life. It's not okay for you to be miserable when God came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundant. And so Paul said to him, he has not given us the spirit of fear. But he has given us. The spirit. Of love, power, and a sound mind. The spirit of love speaks of being committed. Committed to what? Walking in the will of God. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. When you have the spirit of love, you dedicate yourself to walking in the red and reveal will of God. You're going through trials, but you're still walking in the written and reveal will of God. Why? Because you are committed. He gave you the spirit of love. So you ought to stay committed despite what you're going through. 
You ought to keep pressing your way despite of obstacles being in your way. You ought to keep counting it all joy despite of what you see. Because sometimes you're going to have to shout even though you don't see nothing to shout about. Sometimes you're going to have to dance even though you're not in the midst of a party. You're going to have to keep walking in the will of God. Spirit of love, the spirit of power. Power. The capacity or ability to do what is essential and significant. See, because if, if, if fear grips you, you will just stop. You ain't going to be doing nothing if fear grip you. Why? Because you, you ain't going to be doing nothing but worrying. But when you know that God has given you a spirit of power, that means you're going to make some things happen. First thing you're going to do, you're going to make some things happen in prayer. Because I'm going to tell you something. The, the, a sure thing to get the devil off your back is to get on your knees and talk to God. I just quoted Luke 18 and one man are always to pray and not to lose heart. Well, how are you going to not lose heart? Because if you pray, you're going to get some strength. Especially if you get the praying in the Holy Spirit. Jude went so far as to say in Jude 1 and 20, build up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Prayer like an energize. You get to praying the enemy got to go. You get to praying you'll get up and, and you'll be ready to get some things done. Jesus got the battling in the garden, but when he the more he got to pray, the more stronger he got. Same happens to us. You gotta pray. And then you got to get up and do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. Weeks ago I talked about lepers. I, I, I talked about three, but it was actually four in the text. They just made up in their mind, I, I ain't going to die. I, I, I ain't going to die right here. I'm going to get up and do something. And when things are not going the way you know they should be going, you need to do something. You need to take your God-given ability and make some things happen. You have it in you because God put it in the first man. And what he put in the first man is still relevant. He told the first man, be fruitful and multiply. Don't ever allow the spirit of fear to get a hold to you to the point to where you stop being fruitful. Get out of the seat of do nothing. Get out of the seat of whatever it may be, slothfulness or what have you, and start doing what God has ordained for you to do. Because doing causes things to happen, such as 
give and it shall be given. How? Good measure. Press down. Shake together and running. Final thing in my clothes. And a sound. Nah. You don't allow spirits to influence you to the point of controlling your mindset or behavior. God gave you a sound mind. You ain't got to operate in no confusion. Operate based upon what God has given you. A sound mind? Yeah. Sound mind says, hey, you ain't got no business being unhappy about this because it didn't work out today. You looking at the day, ain't it a promise that he going to do it? So why are you down about what happened today? See, Sam, I said, God made a promise. It didn't happen today, but it's going to happen. Didn't happen on my timetable, but it's going to happen. Because the Sam man is telling you it's a promise. But see, sometimes, because we don't, Set our mind. We will allow. Ourselves. To operate. In anything but a sound mind. And the sound mind is the gift. Sometimes all you have to do is just, just, just meditate. And just allow the spirit of truth just to, just to speak to you. Just meditate. Just just stop and just meditate. And just listen to him. And he'll tell you, look. Just go in there and pray. And in ten days, such and such is going to happen. And in ten days, it'll be just like he said. But see, if you in confusion, God ain't the author of that. And see, some things can be hindered because... You are operating in a spirit that's not ready to receive what God has for you. Amen? I'm going to stop right now. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember... Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.